Welcome to the Wholehearted Business Show. I'm Laura Agar-Wilson and this is the podcast that's dedicated to helping you start and grow a coaching business you love the wholehearted way. My guess is you want a business where you can show up as your whole creative, multi-passionate self so you can get paid, create a meaningful impact and have more time and freedom in your life. Let's get started. Welcome to the Wholehearted Business Show. I'm Laura and this week we are delving into everything you need to know to run a wildly successful coaching business. Yes, I have gone big on the title of today's episode and I hope it's not going to disappoint because we're really going to get into it this week. Now, we're going to dive into some really important topics around run a coaching business that lets you live your purpose, live a life that lights you up. And we're really going to get really going to get stuck in to that today. But there's also going to be a free training experience that's happening next week if you want to take this further. So do listen out for details of that coming towards the end because it's going to be awesome. But I really wanted to talk about some of these things. I've been running my coaching business now for almost 10 years. I've been doing it for quite a while. I've been supporting and mentoring other coaches for at least six of those years. And I've noticed some really fundamental things, I think, that make a big difference in terms of coaches who are successful and who coaches who struggle a little bit with it. And I wanted to share some of those things today so that you have got some tips that you can take away to really think about your business and how you can implement some things that is going to help you achieve your version of success and have a wildly successful, fantastic coaching business that is everything that you ever dreamed it would be. So the first thing I wanted to share is actually just being really clear about what that version of success is like. And I've talked about this quite a lot in different episodes of the show, but knowing what your version of success is, I think is such a fundamentally important thing because when you don't have that benchmark, you don't have that idea of where it is that you're going and what it is that you want, it can be really easy to get swayed by what other people are doing, by what society defines as successful. And often when we do achieve something that is not aligned to what we want to achieve, what our real authentic version of success is, it's just going to feel empty. And I think it's just really important to have that clarity from the start. So when I say, when I said there about noticing what makes coaches successful, I'm really talking about what helps coaches achieve their version of success. I'm not talking about my version of success or society in general's version of success. I'm not talking about six-figure businesses or seven-figure businesses. I'm talking about coaches who are achieving what they want to achieve with their businesses and who are doing it really well and who are having fun while they're doing it and all of that jazz. And I think the first step that we've got to take is to be clear on what we think that looks like for us. Now, obviously, it's going to shift and change as we grow and evolve, and that's totally fine. But I think having a sense of what that is just so fundamental and is really helpful in terms of being something that pulls you forward and and, and helps you do things outside of your comfort zone and and take risks where it feels exciting to do so. And I think it's just such a, a useful thing to have clarity around in your business, no matter what stage you're at. And just to revisit that if you need to as well. And then the second thing that I think is really helpful to think about is this is really a mindset thing and it's being willing to bet on yourself. And this kind of comes down to, I think, believing that you're going to make it happen. And this is a really interesting one. I think this is partly embodiment. This is partially acting as if, and I think it's really not playing small. And I think what's 
what can really easily happen, and this has definitely been me in the past, is we can subconsciously or maybe even consciously play small because we don't want to be disappointed. We don't want to fail. We don't want to put ourselves in that position. So we end up playing small and we keep ourselves small. And we don't really make the effort that we want to make. But if we start betting on ourselves and actually setting ourselves up for success and expecting success, actually expecting things to go well, that shifts everything. You know, for example, like if you have an email list with 10 people on and you're not bothering to email them, what makes you think you're going to be emailing people regularly when you've got 10,000 people on your list? Like we'll have to switch it up. And although the reality of our situation right now might be, you know, I've got 10, 20 people on my email list or I've got 50 followers on Instagram or whatever. If your version of success has you having a thriving business with a large community, then how can you act as if that is going to happen? And a big part of that might be, I'm going to email my list of 10 or 20 people every single week because that is what I'll be doing when I have 10,000 people on my list. So I think betting on yourself and really acting is if this success is inevitable and it is like a big mindset thing and, and it can feel big, it can feel really big. But I think when we let ourselves go there and, and, and explore that, I think it can be really powerful. I'm not a fan here of, of stretching your financial boundaries if it doesn't feel good or if it's not it's not going to work for you. I'm not here to say get into debt and things like that. But I think there's some ways for you to expand into that version of where you are living your version of success and really expand into that and do it on a level that feels good and that is just it doesn't have to be like these unless it feels good it doesn't have to be these huge leaps but just taking little steps that's putting you into that place can be really useful so yeah definitely something to think about another example of this could be around if you're looking at the tools and things that you use to run your business. When you're starting off, it can be really, it can be easy to just pick like the cheaper ones that are a bit clunky, that might take more time, or that might be a bit of a faff. If it feels good, like maybe stretch yourself to get like the all singing, all dancing tech tool that's actually going to be really awesome and help you in so many different ways. And you know, use that as an example of where you are betting on yourself is you're going to be easily able to pay for that with the income that you're going to make on the back of having that tool in your business. It's just about what feels good to you and what feels like a good expansion. Um, and that's going to be different for everyone. But really, it's about having the mindset of I'm going to bet on myself and I'm going to expect success. And I think that's such an important mindset side of things. Another thing to consider is to have a financial plan. I work with so many coaches who haven't really sat down and done the math in a lot of detail. And when I say doing the math, it is really simple. It is just about looking at what your offers are, what it is that you sell, how much you sell them for, and then working out like how many of these do you need to sell to make the income that you want to make. And it's a bit of a to and fro, and it's you might have an income goal and you might need to work backwards from that to see what it is that you need to sell given your current offers. That might mean that you need to tweak your pricing. Also, another way to look at it, and we touched on this in the episode that I did with Victoria Jackson around manifestation, and she had a really great tip there about creating the dream budget and how often it's not quite as big as we think it needs to be. And that can be a really good starting point as part of this as well. But I think the thing is just knowing your numbers and not being afraid to get in there and look at the financial side of things. I have tried <laughs> and this is something I'm still in the process of doing but having a little monthly check-in where I look at all my expenses I've got like a cash flow spreadsheet and everything and that just really helps keep me on track and really helps me 
just be a good steward to my income and my money and show up responsibly around it. I think that's the mindset side of it. But having some kind of financial plan is so, so helpful. And I think it just gives you, sometimes it can actually, often what tends to happen with financial plans when I do them with people is they look and think, oh shit, I'm really undercharging. I'm not going to make the money I want to make. Charging what I'm charging. So there's a bit of a realisation moment. And then there's also on the other side of it, it's actually realising it's not actually as hard as I thought it would be. Like getting that many people into that program to make that amount of money. Actually, it's not as difficult as I thought it would be, or it's not as many people as I thought it would be in my head. So there's a lot of realizations and things that can come with having a financial plan. It can also be really motivating to just say, okay, so I need to book at least two clients a month and have that as a bit of a target to help you focus what it is that you're doing, the marketing that you're doing in your business and things like that. So yes, have a financial plan. And then the next thing is to get your offers sorted out. So again, offers, the things that we sell in our business, they are so fundamental, but often they're kind of just, just whacked in there and was like whacked up on our website with not much thought to them. So it's really important to consider your offers and think about what it is that you're selling, why you're selling it, what the price is. You might have, if you're a coach, you're probably going to have some kind of main one-to-one coaching package. And then you might have other offers as well. And that's totally fine. You might have a priceless power hour. You might have a digital product. I'm going to put links to um, the programs that I have around those two different kind of offers. Just having a key understanding of how these offers fit together again this really comes back into that financial plan and also part of this is really and and this is very much like my wholehearted approach to business is how do you want to actually show up and work in your business how do you like working with people do you enjoy working one-to-one are you a bit more introverted and you want to work in different ways there's so many different elements to this and if I think it was last year I ran a challenge around about this time of year called create your aligned offer and we really explored how can you create an offer that really is aligned with you because it's a way that you want to show up so A lot of people feel like they have to do offers in a certain way, but there's no right or wrong. There's whatever's going to work for you. So I think it's really important to consider that as well. And also just how your marketing is going to impact that as well. What kind of marketing you need to do around that too. Also, what I tend to find is that a lot of coaches that have offers that aren't structured in the best way, they're not communicating the outcomes of those offers and often they don't give people much of an incentive to act so that's a whole other sales thing um to get into but yeah there's there's often quite a few things around offers that could be tweaked to make them a bit more powerful and also market and stuff around them to make it they make them sell make them work and then another thing to consider around creating your wildly successful business is getting seen and making connections with people. Now, obviously, marketing your business is a huge part of what it is that we need to do to get in front of people. And unfortunately, it's not enough to just be posting random stuff on Instagram and calling that marketing. There's a whole lot more stuff that goes into it. So for me, with marketing, I tend to try and think of to really marketing as the faster marketing things the faster marketing things and the slower marketing things and what I mean by that is posting on social media writing blog posts things like that tend to be more slow marketing in terms of it's going to take a bit longer for them to warm people up and bring them into your world like onto your email list and then for you be to be able to effectively sell to them there's always exceptions to that rule. So you will always get, there's, there's always someone who might find your stuff and then book in with, to work with you in the same day. So there's always going to be ex- exceptions, but generally speaking, those forms of marketing are a bit slower. 
They are still really, really important to have in your business because for me, that is what is going to build longevity and sustainability into your business. But there's also the faster things that you can do around your marketing, which especially when you're starting out, what a lot of coaches do when they start is that they tend to put most of the time into slow marketing and that just takes a long time because it's slow and then they lose heart a little bit and, and that kind of thing. Whereas the faster stuff is really about how can you be more direct with people? How can you connect with people more directly? So things like doing like friends and family emails when you're first starting out and letting people know what it is that you're actually doing. Word of mouth, getting into networking things where you're actually connecting with people and talking with people face to face. It could be things like suppose this is like an interesting one, but things like running a webinar or running a challenge is a little bit faster because we speed up that connection with people to some extent. But I think there needs to be a mix of these two different approaches. And what people tend to do is they kind of go, go. and I mean, like I say, I'm a big fan of the slow market and stuff, the blogging, the podcasting, the doing videos for YouTube, like the content market and stuff. I'm a big fan of that still because for me, it's what builds, like I say, that sustainability into your business because that content usually is going to be out there and generating leads into your business for months and years to come. But you, we want to be doing some fast stuff as well, if we can. But the thing with a lot of the fast stuff is it gets people's ick up because this is where we can feel like we're being a bit more salesy. And there's a lot of approaches that some business coaches suggest that feel just a bit icky and unaligned and you don't have to do any of that if you're happy to take things slower and just focus your attention on the slower market and things that's absolutely fine just understand it's going to take a little bit longer to get perhaps get clients unless you get one of the rule breakers which does happen sometimes so that's just something to consider as well and there's also another whole like a level of stuff in there that comes into are we creating stuff that's actually going to connect with people are we doing things like video are we how are we creating our content and is it going to be stuff that's actually people are going to get and feel connected to as well and then another thing is to know when to scale so if you're not familiar with what scaling is it's basically the concept of when most people start out as a coach they are working one-to-one with people so they will get paid for a one-to-one package and they will show up and work with that person one-to-one Obviously, we've only got so many hours in a day, so many hours in a week and hours in a year. So by its definition, unless we are raising our coaching prices quite a lot, there's going to be a ceiling on how much we can earn when we are doing one-to-one coaching. Scaling is where we start adding in some one-to-many. So we start going from not just working with one person directly, but to working with a group of people or with multiple people. And that is scaling. Now, what tends to happen in terms of where people get a bit stuck with this is they try and scale too early. And I was one of those people. Well, I'm saying that. I'm probably being a bit harsh on myself, actually. But when you try and scale too early, when you don't have the volume of people in your business and your community, you're not going to make the money that you want to make from that. So it gets a bit tricky. So there's that side of things. And also there's knowing what form to scale in, like what makes sense. Some of the things that I've done in the past that haven't quite worked out, things like starting a low cost membership. I just didn't have the volume of people to make that financially viable. And that's an example of where scaling wasn't done in the right way. But there are some really great ways that you can scale. You know, I'm talking about group programs, online courses, memberships, digital offers and things like that. And there's some, again, there's some exceptions to rules. And one of the things I'll be talking about in the training next week is scaling and how to do it and when to do it and stuff like that. It's definitely something to consider and definitely something, even if you're quite a new coach, to have on your radar. I was having this conversation with a client earlier this week and it's just something 
because often like it, it sometimes this kind of comes into thoughts about the hierarchy of prices pricing in your business and the offers and stuff that you have that comes in and it can slide in there quite nicely but there's things to consider and like I say we're gonna really jump into that in the training next week and then finally I think a really important thing is just to be okay with you doing you there is a lot of business advice out there myself included I've just given you a lot of it but the bottom line is you need to do you there's no right or wrong way to build a business there's some fundamental things that I think are important and that you need to be considering like in some way but ultimately it's about you having a business that feels satisfying to you like I think a lot of us yes the money is important but I think mostly it's a lot of us start business coaching businesses because we want to do something that we feel is important in the world and we want to live our purpose we want to live life on our own terms we perhaps that's more freedom more time you know being able to manage your own time things like that we want that to have a business that feels really satisfying and that, and that is enjoyable part of this is around just being confident to do you. So a lot of the things that I've done in my business are probably not things that most business coaches would suggest that way of doing things. But honestly, my satisfaction in business and my enjoyment of it and, you know, feeling like I'm showing up the way that I want to show up, that's more important than to me than making money in a way that just feels really empty and unsatisfying and I don't think it has to be either or you know I make really good money in my business I'm really happy with where that's at and it's something that's grown and I'm actively focusing on how I want to grow my income but yeah I think you need to just be confident for you to do you and show up the way that you want to show up and make your business work for you or else we're just going to repeat like a lot of the reasons why we want to get out of like nine to five jobs or whatever is because we want to work in a different way and show up in our lives in a different way and sometimes if we again going back to our version of success stuff that I talked about it can be really easy to just replicate <laughs> some of the things that we used to do in our old jobs in our coaching businesses if we don't have that awareness and it's totally okay for you to just do you. So those are some of my kind of fundamental tips, I think, that can really create massive positive shifts, I think, in your coaching business. If you consider and look at some of these things, like these are some of the things that I've really noticed in my business that have made really significant shifts and also in the businesses of people that I work with. So what I'm doing next week, I'm so excited about this. It's something a bit different for me, a bit experimental. Again, perhaps not what most business coaches would suggest but actually it feels really good to do this anyway it's so exciting so next week starting on Monday the 14th of March I'm going to be running a free it's what's well, a free training with other things it's almost like an online kind of immersion an online retreat for your business where you're really going to be able to work on your business and not just in it so the free training is elevate your coaching business you can find out more if you go to wholeheartedlylaura.com forward slash elevate there's also the links below and this is for you if you are running a coaching business starting a coaching business you're not sure what your next step is you feel like you've been doing like lots of random things but you're not really getting any results and you're getting frustrated with that you're getting frustrated at your, at your lack of progress you are struggling to book clients you're not really finding that you're moving forward you want to feel like your business is a reflection of you and your values and the things that you want your life to look like as well and you really just want to 
tune up your whole process of your coaching business. We are going big on this training. This is, it's free, but it's going to be so in-depth. I'm probably going to sell it as a paid thing after it's been done free once because it's going to be really in-depth. It's not going to be fluff. So I'm really excited about it. Like I said, we're going to go really in-depth with lots of different elements of your business. So on the Monday, we're going to have a live training with me and then if you can't make the live obviously there's going to be a replay and then there's going to be some resources that go with that training so there's going to be a workbook and some spreadsheets and things to work through certain elements and then we're going to have a full week of coaching so in the Facebook group it's going to be run in a Facebook group there'll also be emails and stuff if you're not on Facebook but there's going to be opportunities for free coaching and mentoring with me over that week and then at the end there is going to be an offer there's going to be an offer at the end so if you feel like it's something that's going to be helpful then that offers there if not you don't have to obviously <laughs> that's absolutely fine if you know me that I don't do the hard sell kind of thing but I'm so excited for Elevate Your Coaching Business it is going to be such a great week we are really getting stuck in there so if you want to and again you can go into that training and take what you want from it you, you can do the worksheets and things you can watch bits of the training if you want you can just come for the coaching it's totally up to you depending on how much time you've got you can dip in and out it's absolutely fine so I'm so excited about that reminder it's wholeheartedly Laura com forward slash elevate completely free do get yourself signed up the link is also below if you just want to click on the direct link and yeah i'm so excited to get really stuck into that and to really just help you guys create coaching businesses that are going to work for you and that are going to really again help you live your purpose live a life that feels really good and experience all the benefits that can come from running a coaching business because they're awesome is what I've found basically. So yes, check that out. As always, if you've got any feedback on this episode, pop me a message on Instagram. I'm at Laura on Instagram. And also if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please do leave me a review. If you're watching this on YouTube, leave me a comment. I'd love to know what you think of this episode. And hopefully I will see some of you guys next week in Elevate Your Coaching Business. Take care guys. See you next week. Bye.